0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's
0: go! go.
2: So, what's happening? Uh, well, Dundee have a new manager. Aberdeen have made their first summer signing. The Premiership's joint top scorer has moved on. Kelty have replaced Kevin Thompson uh, as gaffer. Celtic have a new keeper in their sights as they get another one off the wage bill. Rangers have a £5 million option to buy American midfielder James Sands. Oh, and Scotland kick-off in less than three hours' time against Armenia at Hamden in our Nations League opener. And it's got to be better than last Wednesday night's performance, Simon Donnelly.
3: Yeah, it seems uh, so long ago since the excitement of last week. I drove by Hamden on the way down to the studio, Rob, and there wasn't that buzz that there was last week. You know, uh, there wasn't much going on outside Hamden just now, but hopefully it'll, it'll warm up towards kick off and we'll, we'll get back on track with a, a victory tonight
2: yeah I think it's maybe going to be half full um, I would imagine yeah there we'll certainly cut. wasn't
3: I mean last week when I drove by people were out having beers I think the sun was out as well yeah. this time last week yeah. yeah there just doesn't seem to be as much of a buzz but it's an important you know group that we're in there I was looking at it today in terms of what you know if you win the group uh, I think you get seeded so you know there's a lot to play for Uh some tough games, but we need to start with a win tonight at home.
2: I'm looking for you to bring back the buzz in the next hour. <laughs> I'll uh, try my best. <laughs> and uh, Stevie Clark wants to bring back the buzz as well.
4: We've done it before.
2: Disappointments move on. It was a big disappointment to lose our way to Denmark and we bounced
4: back with six wins. We've now lost one in nine. Everybody wants to change what worked before. I'm not sure where the logic is in that.
2: And he has made the point, hasn't he, that uh, Scotland went into that game... Uh, last Wednesday night, uh, as a good team on the back of an eight-game unbeaten run, uh, and you don't become a bad team just because of one ninety minutes.
3: No, just disappointed. I don't, I, it was probably Scotland's poorest game for a, a little while, and it turned out it was it was the most important one. Uh, a lot of players just didn't weren't at their best. But said before, it's I think it's the strongest squad we've had for a while. Mm. There's a bit of youth about it as well, uh, so I think it only gets stronger. And as Steve quite rightly said, there it's one defeat in nine. Unfortunately for us, it was it was a crucial one.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, we probably take fair warning from uh, what happened in the Armenian capital Yerevan on Saturday mm. uh, when they they beat uh, Republic of Ireland, who were themselves on an eight-game unbeaten yeah. run. Um, so yeah, I think was... we have to sit up probably and take notice of that yeah, result. I th- I,
3: listen, I think we'll need to be at our best again tonight it won't be an easy game at all I think we'll need to be back at what we were before the, the Ukraine game uh, I was a wee bit surprised with the result against the Republic at the weekend so yeah as you say we need to sit up take note it'll be interesting to see the, the team tonight Yeah. Uh, if there's if there's many changes for last week in personnel or shape mm. uh, because I thought and again it's hindsight but I thought we went to a four last week with McTominay a wee bit further forward uh, and Christy on, that was when we had our best moments, albeit few and far between. But we looked a bit better, so I wonder if he'll change that tonight or go with the, the three.
2: I think the point's being made that the, the whole back three was, <coughs> was brought in really to accommodate Kieran Tierney and yeah. Andy, Andy Robertson, yeah. and it, and it, and he's and he's gone with it ever since. But when there's no Kieran Tierney, I yeah. get the argument is you know should it be a back four? Does that make more sense?
3: Well, I, I, I certainly think we looked better when it went to a four last last week and McTominay moved further forward. Uh, and I've, I've scribbled a team down here that we maybe talk about later but yeah if it, if it was a four with McTominay in the middle and, and bringing Christie, and I think Christie has to come in after what he contributed last week
2: and maybe Scott McTominay in the midfield rather than at the back would that be yeah, part of yeah, your I thinking? yeah
3: I think so I would have him in there and, and that maybe allows your, well, your Gilmers and McGregors a wee bit more licence to go forward if he's the kind of insurance at the deepest position in the middle of the park
2: wonder if Scott McKenna might start tonight. Here's the manager talking about him and uh, promotion, of course, to the Premier League with Nottingham Forest. Fantastic. Great season.
4: I know Scott Well, he's been in a lot of camps. We've always spoken about going down south and uh, seeing if he can make the next step in his career and to go down south. And I watched the the early games for us earlier in the season. They were bottom of the... The championship and it looked as though it was going to be a long slog for him. He ends up with promotion to the English Premier League, which is, which is fantastic. Another challenge for him next season, so it's another challenge for, for Scott. He's going to have to step his game up again, which he did do this year, and if he continues to improve it, if he continues to improve, then it's great for Scott and great for Scotland, and also great for Nottingham Forest.
2: And McKenna himself, of course, is keen to help Scotland uh, lift that gloom.
4: I think as professional footballers, you need to be able to put disappointments like that behind you we've now just got to focus on the games coming up in front of us and uh, try and
2: finish somewhere on a high with, with three wins I was surprised he didn't start last Wednesday I mean, were, uh, you, were you
3: Simon and Well I remember you mentioned it at the time I think we probably were leaning towards McKenna mm. just with that balance on that side uh, he opted for Liam Cooper on the night so that might be a change tonight uh, I think if he goes with the back three that would probably be the choice that I would go with uh, as I say I've scribbled down a back four
4: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and never I and never I think, know. Yeah, I think a lot of people would probably uh, side with you as well. I mean, Scotland have got to move on. It's difficult, though, isn't it? It's, got, it's actually quite difficult moving on because big chances like qualifying for a World Cup clearly only come around yeah. every four years.
3: Yeah, I think everybody was devastated. I watched the the Wales Ukraine game mm. uh, at the weekend, and, you know, the scenes at the end, you know, we were just jealous, just wishing mm-hmm. it was us. Obviously, feel for the Ukrainians and everything that they've went through I thought they were a wee bit unfortunate with their performance but you can't begrudge Wales you know they've done it they've got through goals a wee bit fortuitous but you know, I just wish it was
2: us And Wales got in about Ukraine didn't they? Yeah By the sounds of, I mean I was listening because it was a nice day I was outside listening to it on the radio but um, it did sound as if they got in their faces and didn't allow them to play the way Scotland did
3: Yeah and I've spoke to different people over the week since the game against Ukraine and, you know, as part of it, us not starting the game well, as part of it, Ukraine, you know, as an opposition doing a a number on us, I don't really know. But I I just remember, I said to you last week, at half-time, I just didn't feel, or even 60 minutes into the game, I didn't feel as if I'd been on the edge of my seat for anything. You know, we hadn't tested our keeper. But again, on reflection, you look back, is that because the performance Ukraine put in, you know, I think we we talked about it last week, maybe a bit keen to go along, mm-hmm. you know, with Dykes playing and maybe overdoing that and missing out our good players in there. But again, was that then putting us under pressure, you know, with the press? So I think a little bit of both, but certainly wasn't anywhere near the kind of performance of Denmark, as, as Stevie Clark mentioned mm-hmm. there. And that's what we really needed.
2: Absolutely. And uh, Stevie Clark talking uh, this week uh, about emulating uh, what Wales did, not just what they did uh, at the weekend, but also what they've done in recent European champions qualifying and, and then making an impact.
4: That would be nice. That's what we speak about, that's what we've spoken about since since we didn't make this World Cup, is the next two tournaments. I have a squad of players whose ages will be good, uh, whose experience will be good, and if we can emulate what Wales have done, yeah, that would be great.
2: And it does all start tonight. I mean, you only yeah. have to think back to what the Europe, what the Europa League, what, what the Nations League meant to us last time around, yeah. because it was the first step along the way, wasn't it, of finding a way to qualify?
3: Yeah, and even Steve touched on it there as well after the... The, the start of the last campaign we went on a great run so mm-hmm. that's what we really need to try and do again uh, starting tonight it's, it's, it's a funny one because again the kind of disappointment of being knocked out of the World Cup qualifier in this stage of the season you know, getting into the kind of close season and you've, you've mentioned it as well maybe Hamden only been half full so the boys will really need to be at it tonight and create their own atmosphere uh, so it's, it's important to start well
2: What's what's important and what Stevie Clark will very much be thinking about and and maybe sometimes we're thinking of tonight in relation to last Wednesday night, uh he's kinda moving on now and he's looking forward. He's looking at three games in a week and and using the squad because at this stage of the season, I mean some some of the Scotland players clearly uh, other players with other nations, some of the England players, you know, in, in their games recently, yeah. they look wiped out, yeah. and and it's not surprising. So he has to be evaluating, doesn't he? Uh, not just for the team tonight, but but what he does over the next couple of games as well.
3: Yeah, I think he will use his squad uh, extensively. I think there will be changes. However, tonight, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't make too many changes. I think the mm-hmm. likes of Christy uh, I'm looking at my, my selections here think Patterson if he's fit mm-hmm. and again it's nothing really against young Hickey I just felt last week in, at times when he was in that position you know Patterson would just go like Robertson just goes on the other side he, he's comfortable he, if, he looks as if he's more comfortable coming in on his left mm-hmm. Hickey uh, and I'm led to believe he's equally as good with both feet uh, yeah. I, I do think he has got a big future with Scotland but I just think tonight maybe if Patterson's fit he would come back in on the right hand side but I wouldn't I wouldn't look for too many changes no. tonight
2: it's, no. you,
3: you want to win this one yes. you got off to a good start
2: yeah, yeah. And and some sometimes if you do change half the team, then you're almost sowing seeds of doubt in yeah. people's minds about how much this game matters. And because we didn't make it to to the World Cup, I mean, the, the, we'd have had a different view of this game. I think tonight, had had we actually done the business yeah. at the weekend.
3: Yeah, I'd, I, well, I would have. I, I had said to you, the big one was Ukraine. I wasn't mm. really bothered about these mm. games last week. You know, the focus was on the World Cup, but now that it's over and it's a disappointment. We're not going to be there. You know, the next one's in Germany. We want to be there. So you're at home tonight against a team that I think Scotland are capable of beating. So you have to go off to a good start.
2: Mm -hmm. You've had a spell in coaching and management. Um, How much this week in the Scotland camp will it have been examining the physical condition of the players on the back of last Wednesday? And how much will it be mentality... Um, emotional exhaustion, things yeah. like that. Looking players in the eye and making that decision—is he ready?
3: Yeah, that's that's the job. That's part of the job. You're working with the guys at close hand. Uh, you know, unlike club football, you only have them at these spells. So they've, they've been together for a, a long period now. You know, before the Ukraine game and, and this week leading up to the Armenia game, but they have to go again. I think I think we have got good types, good characters in there that will lift it you know I think that like Sandy Robertson who's had a, a long hard season and uh, the disappointment of the Champions League and then last week but these guys they are where they are because they've got the right mm. mentality uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about it and again it's a pride of putting the national jersey on mm. you know these caps they, they don't come around every day you know so boy, I think the boys will be up for it I don't think we need to worry about that too much
2: Andy Robertson doesn't want anybody's sympathy, but what a spell he's had of gut wrenching results. I mean the, the the league was kind of Man City's Yeah, and they were in possession of it into that final did, weekend. I think
3: Liverpool did well to actually take it as long. Yeah. Because at one point City were well ahead. Liverpool went on a fantastic run and you just thought, Are they going to catch them? But these these are the games yeah. like you want to be in, you want to be in the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's him being in three, I think, I believe now.
2: Mm-hmm. But if you take that Premier League last weekend, you know, then you take the Champions League final, yeah. and then you and take then Scotland cu- against Ukraine. I mean, that that's tough. That is tough is, to take. It is, and and
3: they they're not. There's no other bigger games in them. You can't. You couldn't pick bigger games than no. the Champions League. For for us, a World Cup qualifier, they're massive games. But can back, he's he's a good example. So he he had the disappointment in his early career and and came back fighting you know what he wasn't going to go away he wasn't going to give in that's why he's at Liverpool mm. that's why he's captain for Scotland because he's got the right mentality he's got the right minerals to get there uh, so you'll be looking to guys like him I think Callum McGregor getting the captaincy at Celtic I think he's a good leader mm. in a different way you're looking to Steve Clark. will be looking for these guys to get into this game tonight and make sure everybody around about them is up for it and ready to go
2: yeah I liked what uh, Stephen Naismith was saying. He was up uh, at the media conference on Monday. Uh, he's one of the the coaching backroom staff uh, working with uh, Stevie Clark, and and he was pointing uh, towards the positive um, on the back of what happened against Ukraine.
4: Yeah, we've got to look for positive results because that's that's the best way to play this Nations League. Get the results early early on, put yourself in a good position. And then just make sure you you finish it off. That gives you the target to go for at the end of the campaign. And last time round we got a good result at the start. It, it builds momentum, and again that's what that's what we've got to do. It's it's important for us that we we come out these three games on a positive note.
2: It can get quite complicated if you're trying to analyse what leads A leads to B and B leads to C in terms of all these I different. Ask, I was about to ask you. <laughs> so second
3: yeah. place in this group gets you what?
2: Uh, I don't think second place Nothing. in no, I don't think so. But winning the group get uh, gets you. Bec- I think you you become second second, seed, second seeded yep. in the qualification And you also go to a insurance playoff. Yes, and but, but second place in the qualification groups for the Euros uh, means automatic yep. entry into yep. the tournament. So so that you know it's things like that that all add up once you get further down the line. Yep. And as Stevie Asmith is saying there. You know, getting off to a good start, getting points huge, on the board takes a bit of pressure off. The next two games are away from home as well. We've got this game at home.
3: Yeah, it's it's massive to go and get the win and start bounce back from the Ukraine game. A good performance, hopefully a few goals, and you know, get momentum going again mm. because that, that's what they did the last time. You know, after the the, the Euros disappointment of the Euros, and starting the the, the World Cup campaign off sluggishly they turned that quite quickly and they went on that run and that got us to the game against Ukraine. They need to do that
2: again. You know Andy Robertson well, you also know John Suter well. Yeah. Um Is he in your... Is have he, have you scribbled yes, his I've name scribbled down for tonight? Yes, I
3: have. Yeah, I, have. Yeah, I, have. I, thought you I think might. Uh, it's another week of training under his belt, you know, after the, the, the difficult Scottish Cup final, which I thought he was Hart's mm, best player. Yeah. Hart's best player. And another one... I keep talking about mentality. I think he's got the mentality as well mm-hmm. to go in there and play. So I, I would put John in tonight. Uh I've I've got him alongside Hanley as a back centre pairing, so time will
2: tell. So you've gone a four, so you don't I went know, four. So, was, so, so, you don't, and, so you don't have Scott McKenna.
3: You no, don't have McKenna. I went four, but I might be wrong. Going on Steve Clark there, he says there wasn't a lot wrong before. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, wholesale change? So that maybe leans towards the same shape. But uh, I just think after last week, bring McTominay into the, the middle of the park a wee bit more physicality, allows hopefully Gilmore and McGregor to go and play and bring Patterson in at full back and go a back four, Christie up top with well, Christie and McGinn playing around Adams, that would mm. be my team.
2: Yeah, and obviously going into this game, what, what you're also going to be looking at is how Armenia play. And if they played with a back five, oh,
3: don't ask me for the no,
2: no, but no, but if they played with a back five, which they did on yeah. Saturday at yeah. home yeah. to to the Republic of Ireland? Then there's a certainty tonight that they're going to be having at least five yeah. across the back, yeah. you know. And and as they did against Ireland, they, they just dug in against Ireland, got themselves stuck into the game. Ireland scored, couldn't scored score, a, a and, then, and then you know they scored a thirty yarder with about 50 minutes to go, and 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 that was that. So so how they shape up. Yeah. might just have a, a, an influence on, on what Stevie Clark does as well. I
3: think they'll probably put men behind the ball and uh, probably try and quiet and, and frustrate Scotland early on. I think that's why go out and try and get a good start in the game, get the crowd behind you and start on that front foot like we didn't do last week or we weren't allowed to do. No. A combination of the, the two. Go and try and take the game to Armenia. Uh, we've got a lot... Well, in that team that I'm looking at there, there's a lot of good attacking footballers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the way I would approach tonight's
2: game. It's a 7.45 kickoff at Hamdon Scotland against Armenia.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's
0: go! go.
2: Okay, so we're heading to uh, around about a couple of hours from kickoff then at Hamden, Scotland against Armenia. It is massive, it's become massive because of what didn't happen uh, last week. We really need to get off to a winning start. Um, I was thinking maybe seven points out of nine, but but ideally nine points out of nine from these games. Uh, Looked at the Ireland team that will play in Dublin on Saturday. And there are certainly no superstars in that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's really nothing to be frightened about in the in the Ireland team. Um, Armenia are 92nd in the world, um, but Scotland have just got to get back on the horse, was Stevie Clark's phrase um, last week. They've got to restore normal service because normal yeah. service before last Wednesday night was mighty impressive. Yeah, it was, it was, six, was good. six straight wins in competitive football.
3: Yeah, it was pretty good, uh, and I would be like yourself. and want to take the nine points that would be a fantastic start you know, looking at how Ukraine did against us in the two games against them are going to be difficult Uh, certainly think we can do better but that would be a great start to go and really put a marker down at the start of this campaign Uh, and it's achievable it is achievable I think but again I'll kind of reiterate the start tonight is vital. We need to go off to, I mean, we slip up tonight and it's, you know, the pressure's on again and the disappointment rumbles on for last week. So we need to kind of put that to, to bed tonight we a win.
2: I'm in distinguished company already, Simon, obviously, because you're here. Uh, but we've also got an author on the show, John Bleasdale uh, joins us, uh, writer of Scotland's Swedish Adventure. Which is available, presumably, John, from all good book outlets at a very reasonable price. And you must be delighted. You must be really uh, proud to have got that book published. All about, uh, all about Sweden ninety two.
1: Absolutely, it's um, one of the one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It um, and the launch at Hamden last Monday. Um, it was the best event at Hamden that weekend. It turned out, but it was a it was a great day, um, and uh, I'm absolutely proud of myself. And it's been well received and. Yes, you can get it out of Amazon, Waterstones. Yeah, yeah, books, yeah. Also for myself um, at, <laughs> <when> like.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, great stuff. Um, although, yeah, as you say, it wasn't it wasn't uh, wonderful timing in terms of the the Scotland performance uh, last Wednesday night. John, you're heading you're heading to the game tonight. What, what we were, Simon and I were talking. We were just speculating about what the crowd might be tonight. What What are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm I'm not sure. I mean. I'm, I was under the impression we'd sold about 40,000 odd All right, okay. But I think there's going to be, but I think it might be a wee bit less because there's um there's, the, the train problems are mm. causing an issue with a lot of people. There's um you know people on holiday, people and and some people just don't want to go because of what happened last week. But you no, know, last week was dreadful. You know there's no getting away with that. It, they couldn't have picked a worse um, time to perform the way they did last week. But these players will be hurting, and the best way. About straight back is just get back on that pitch and you know try and make up. You know, World Cup's gone, let's just focus on Euro 2024 now and win this Nations League group, which will give us a better chance of qualifying.
2: Am I right in saying that win the group and we get second seeded for the qualifiers? Is that right? Yeah,
1: Yeah. and second and then and the 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 playoff as well.
2: And second place, um, in the qualifying group would mean an automatic place at the finals, wouldn't it, in Germany?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: um. So, what would you do to the team? Do you think, John, tonight? When I mean, Simon there just before the break was talking about limited changes because uh, it's a match we we have to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't make um, wholesale changes. You know, some people are suggesting like six and seven changes and stuff like that. That's just a crazy thing to do because Armenia—you can't underestimate them. They've got themselves up to um, the B section for a reason. They're not as bad a team as what. They might have been years ago, but we're still expected to win. Um I'll bring back Scott McKennan in um, the left centre back position. I think he's just started last week, but that's another issue. Um so either Cooper or Hanley goes. Um I would personally drop Hanley because I think he's been off form for a good while with Norwich, but I've got a feeling it'll be Cooper that goes. Um I would well, I think Nathan Parsons got to come back in. Um but does he replace Hickey direct or um, I would actually consider giving Robertson the rest with the other two games coming up because um he looked leggy last week and maybe another couple of days would um would help and obviously Dykes is gonna be out, so I imagine Christy'll come in. Um but yeah, I wouldn't make many more than um three maybe four a push.
2: It's about though Simon, you know, and you made this point, getting the balance right, isn't it? You know, you want you want freshness, definitely. <coughs> um but you need your big players around as well.
3: Yeah, I, I can understand what John's saying about you know Andy. It's been a long season. We, we touched on that earlier in the show, but I think a week's gone by since that game. I think Andy will be, be ready. I think last week, maybe not having Kieran Tino there, at times he seemed to be outnumbered on the left-hand side. If he'd screenshot the pitch at times, there was like four Ukrainians in front of him. I think he got the break of the ball one time just by mm-hmm. his perseverance to get through, but normally he'd be getting bodies there to, to go and play off. Uh, I think Christy coming in the second half certainly got us up the pitch. You know the combination, allowing the ball to stick, and getting on the half turn, and as a, as a result could get further forward, which wasn't happening the first half. It was just coming straight back. So I, I would think, I would think Andy would start tonight.
2: Stevie Clark got a lot of stick on the back of the game, John, from not making those, not making a change quickly enough. Although, I guess my point would be that, that he did make a change at half-time and we were only 1-0 down at that stage. And, and the match was eminently savable at that stage as well when he did bring on Ryan Christie. Yeah, I mean, I think there was just...
1: There was, so many bad performances. For me, the only past match really were Craig Gordon. And from an outfield perspective, Callum McGregor was maybe just above that past match, yep. the rest weren't. It just wasn't a good enough performance. He could have made um, a number of changes. Um, I mean, yes, he made the change at time, but then we were two down within four minutes. And it took another, what, 10, 12 minutes to make another change. And for that time, the game's, you know, really drifting away. And... Um, you know, the, the lack of creativity in the bench as well was a wee bit alarming. I know Brian Fraser's out injured um just now and James Forest has also had these injuries, but um I'd like to see another winger um, brought on and we didn't have that. Maybe Scott Wright could have um, done that, had he been called up, but you know, Clark's made his choice. Um but it was just it was just alarming, but as I say, we've got to move on for that. You know, the players have had another week together. Um the game's probably come at a good time in that respect. You know, we're not waiting three or four months for the next one. We're straight back at it. They've had another week together, and hopefully, um, we can just get back on it and produce a good
2: performance. Because they need to win, and they
1: need to win quite well, I think, to get the fans yeah.
2: back on side. Yeah. yeah, I think I think a struggling one nil wouldn't wouldn't be uh, too convincing tonight for anybody. Um, to be honest, just harking back, Simon, one more time to the the Scotland Ukraine game last Wednesday night. Um, when at that late stage of the game when Scotland were looking for another goal to take it to extra time yeah. and Grant Hanley was thrown <clears> forward <throat> and Scotland still had substitutions they could have made yeah. should Ross Stewart not have been pitched in at that stage because he's a guy that actually unlike a lot of people in the squad has actually goals. been scoring goals yeah he's got a
3: few he, goals yeah you could, could probably, you probably could have said that yeah I think my frustration at that particular point was their keeper had flapped it two or three mm. you know including the goal yep. but we still you know, did the out swinging corners, just wee things, but you're thinking, get it in on top of him because mm-hmm. he was looking really nervy, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, just listen what John was saying there as well. It was frustrating because he did he did make changes in fairness at half time, mm-hmm. but we're no getting any foothold in the in the second half before we were two 0 no. down. You know, so that plan went out the window straight away as well. There wasn't even anything to to settle into that new personnel on the pitch we were 2-0 down and the game was as good as
1: gone
3: Uh, but yeah just just a disappointment just Mm. a disappointment and John says there a, a good performance tonight with a few goals
2: it gets us going again. Yeah, I was amazed when I saw John, the Ukrainian, line up for the game in Cardiff on Saturday and the fa- Sunday, and the f- and the fact that uh, Bushchan the goalkeeper, was playing. I I just thought he was a certainty to be dropped on on the back of his performance at Hamdenham. And one of the things that really frustrated me about last Wednesday night, um, hopefully you're uh, are you still uh, still there, John? I've got a feeling we might just We've have lost might just have lost you, but you can answer this one. um Simon, that you know, why did it take us an hour to find out that he was a dodgy I know, keeper? I know, it was it was incredible uh, because,
3: as I say, he if, flaps if and then he flaps at the goal as well, uh, arguably should save that and, you know, that was just after that I'm thinking right, you know, any opportunity, test him again, put him under pressure, we never really did it, we never really did it, I think we two or three corners that were out swingers and we never really put him under any... Pressure after that. Mm.
2: Where are you at the moment, John? In terms of your passage to Hamden?
1: Um, just coming from Hamilton. I had a, had a bit of a dodgy thing. Not lost for a minute, sorry. But yeah, Simon makes a great point about the goalkeeper last week. We just didn't test him enough. You could see he was ropey, and um, to not really test him was a bit was a bit bad. But again, that comes down to the last like, team. I mean, there was times where Shea Adams has gone out wide to cross the ball, but then. And, there is more, and that's where if you bring on a Ross Stewart or you bring on maybe you can some um to in the box um and that again goes to the point should and Diggs have yeah. started the game last week maybe I'm coming on at 1-0 two then we're doing better for him but as I say we can't keep dwelling on the new team um, we've got to, move, got to move forward you know Euro 2024 20, still very much oh, a for us and we can um, take up um we get off at a good start tonight. You know we've got to look at these next three games, and I'm sorry, nine points out of nine is what we've
2: got to aim for. Can't do this; a draw
1: will do nonsense. I'm thinking we're a bit these two sides. We've got to look to
2: get the nine points. I've just seen Cliff Richard at Westminster, and that's kind of thrown me slightly by <laughs> just looking over at the telly in the studio, and I'm wondering what Cliff <laughs> Richard is doing, uh, and Paul Gambaccini as well. Uh, sitting in front of the Westminster buildings. Anyway, that's, that has that just uh, t- deflected my attention a wee bit, John. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking you've got young Callum in the car with you, chirping away in the background, and pretty keen to get himself on air as well by the, by the sounds of it. I just want to get your thoughts on Scott McTominay, um, another moment where his lack of defensive instinct, I think, shows itself that crucial second goal for, for Ukraine. Um, are are his days in defence numbered do you think?
1: I think <laughs> Cal's quite be bit <laughs> sorry Cal's playing a switch game um, yeah I think I think um, you know I don't want to he's got in defence uh, for a while um, I mean I know he's done a decent job there before but time and time again he will get caught out because that isn't his position he doesn't play there for Man United he'll never play there for us and he's only there because We'd want like to break up that trio of um, Gilmore, McGregor, and uh, McGinn. Mm-hmm. So, if we're going to play McTominay, he needs to play at the because, you know, Gilmore didn't have his best game last week to take him out. I mean, because again, he didn't end the season well. This is the thing about the team last week. Yeah. Most of the players went yeah. in out of form, um, and Scott McTominay is also one of them as well. But, um, yeah, I would start either Hendry or Sutter. Um, I'm not bothered which one they took him in the both. They're both people playing right centre back and linked up the full back, so I'm comfortable with either one of them. Um, but I wouldn't be best in McTominay back in midfield
2: if, um, if we have to make a change in there. Um, but we'll see what Steve Clark's got to say in half an hour. So. Yeah, I mean Scott McTominay has got so many pluses. I mean he, he plays for Man United. Let's be honest, and and he's been one of their better players in a really <coughs> shaky season yeah. for them. So you're you're hardly gonna fling that sort of talent away. But I just wonder if Scotland. Uh, can utilise it better in the midfield, and, I so. and and he's too much of a weakness, Simon, defensively.
3: Yeah, well, he's not, he's not got the defender's brain. He's he's been in there and he's done okay for us mm. at times, mm-hmm. but just getting caught with the the, the second goal, there's a a centre half read that better. We we don't know, but at the time, again hindsight, I was watching the game and I thought, get McTominay in the middle of the park, try and get some sort of control in there, and I think. Playing him in there tonight would let McGregor and Gilmore have a little bit more freedom. I think tonight, I know Gilmore didn't have his best game last week, but I think Gilmore maybe gets on the ball a lot more tonight and one of those ones that he can open something up for us and and put McGinn even further forward. You know, he's got 12 goals under Steve Clark. Get him up and round about the box with Christie. Both mobile, both fantastic strikes on them. Get them round about Adams. But again, that that would... you would have to alter the shape of the team, and we discussed that in the break. It mm. probably will go with the back three.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you do wonder, John, about you know, you don't want to be damaging people like Billy Gilmore by by dropping him tonight on the back of on the back of last week. But I guess what what Steve Clark can easily do with three games in a week is horses for courses. Really, use players wisely. Um, You know, can can one player? Possibly playing all three of these games, you know, you, you don't want to be burning people out. You you want, to, you know, that game in Yerevan next Tuesday is going to be a lot tougher, you would imagine, than the, the one against Armenia at Hamden tonight. So it's it's about utilising that squad, isn't it, and keeping it keeping it strong, keeping the team strong at the same time. Right. I mean,
1: we do have a talented squad. We do have, um, a lot to mention, you know, we haven't come, we haven't become a bad team on the basis of one game, you know. The guys, I mean, I, I listened to John McGinn's interview on the Scottish FA channel, mm-hmm. and he was hurting. He was absolutely hurting. they players are hurting from that result last week. Yeah. They're hurting from the performance. Um, I mean, we can go on and um, say uh, so at the end of a long season, the players require the test. Well, that's even more reason to maybe fix it about a little bit, not overly. You know, I'm not suggesting for one minute main change from ten games today. Absolutely not. But maybe stay four tonight. Maybe a couple for Saturday. Um, and see how things go for next. So, it would be a bad idea to get someone like Gilmour and, um, you know, or even... I mean, Gilmour's probably the one you would consider the most because he was the one that subbed last week, but then Simon makes a great point. He's the one that gets on the ball more mm. and take place. So, maybe this is the type of game for him. We've got to decide, do we need him more to calm things down in a game like tonight or do we need him more in the two away games where... Um, we might be in the back foot a wee bit more but, and we need that foot in the game and Gilmore can give us that because let's be honest tonight with no disrespect to Armenia we should be looking to beat whether he starts
0: or
2: not John good to hear from you good luck with the book and uh, enjoy the game tonight and uh, if, if my taxi doesn't turn up uh, I might be giving you a call to pick me up on the way on the way over to Mount Florida but you, you enjoy the game and, and let's hope Scotland get that win we badly want
1: Thanks very much guys Thanks for the plug Take
2: care All the best
1: The Go Radio Football Show With MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest Motoring manufacturers Across Scotland Let's go
0: Go
2: I like it that you show that little bit of professionalism. When you heard the music, you put the headphones back on. We'd better start talking again here. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And we're two hours away from kickoff at Hamden, Scotland against Armenia. Uh, We will play them again. Uh, They are bookending those two games, uh, a trip to Dublin on Saturday for for Scotland. Saturday at five o'clock, that one in Ireland. And it's five o'clock in Yerevan. Uh, next Tuesday evening as well tonight 7.45 at Hamden, Scotland against Armenia Uh, and as John our caller there before the break uh, was saying uh, they've just been promoted so you know they they won their um, I'm sure I've got I'm sure I've prepared for the game tonight with the information but they were in um, League C I think it is they're now in League B promoted they so they did have some good results in that in the last round of nations league matches they did beat ireland on saturday so was a bit a sure
3: a good that's a good result against ireland that sure is. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they've got off to a good start so mm. yeah we can't treat them lightly cannot treat them lightly i think we'll need to be at it right as i said from the start uh but it's a winnable game for us i would like to think as a football team we're, we're better than Armina so we've proved that recently I think just start well tonight. I'll be interested to see the lineup as well. We'll hopefully get that shortly.
2: It's all uh, pretty fast and furious, really, because of these three games in a week, uh, starting tonight, <clears throat> and then three games in September. Two of them against Ukraine. So, and we know exactly how tough those ones are going to be. Plus Ireland at Hamden, um, and that is it. So, so it is pretty quick fire. Uh, but it's so important that Scotland get off to the, the the right sort of start. Uh, let's rattle through uh, a few of the other uh, headlines uh, today in football. Um, Dundee have a manager, and it's Gary Boyer uh, who was sacked by Salford City. Um, I think it was uh, last time out. So, <clears throat> but I think I mean we shouldn't really be sort of saying what. Uh, just because we don't know too much about him. Because yeah. Ange Bostokoglu is the latest, latest high-profile example of, yeah. of writing somebody off before they've even come in the door. So so Gary Boyer deserves uh, t- to take his chance. Gordon Strachan, technical director at Dundee these days. Yeah. And clearly it's his appointment, I would have thought.
3: Yeah, so an interesting one. I don't know much about Gary either, really. Uh, it was yourself who was telling me about the Salford connection before we came on. But it's it's a, it's a big job, Dundee, Uh I think we spoke about it last week in the show. That league's going to be really interesting this this year again. Uh and it'll be difficult for them to bounce back. We know Kilmarnock did it last year, but it wasn't plain sailing. They they get rid of a manager halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh so it'll be interesting to see how Dundee do bounce back. Queen's Park are up there now. Uh Cove with, Rangers. With Cove Rangers that have got a, a couple of quid, they all have a, a new manager mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's gonna be a, an interesting Uh, division I think last year up until a certain period you know you could have thrown a blanket over four or five clubs there and then slowly but surely clubs fell away towards the end and Kilmarnock had a a strong finish so yeah it'll be a a tester for for Gary getting in there but it's a
2: a good job He's the former Blackburn Rovers Blackpool and Bradford City manager as well sacked by Salford last month after missing out on the League 2 uh, playoffs uh, Dundee had been in talks with the former Hibs manager Sean Maloney uh, Yeah, he, he, I think we can't describe him as the former Hibs manager even though, even though he was there for about five minutes uh, talks broke down on that one so it's Gary Boyer the new manager of Dundee uh, John Potter the new manager of Kelty Hearts replacing uh, Kevin Thompson uh, he of course who's been paired up with Jack Ross in recent times yeah. uh, working alongside him so that maybe tells us that there's nothing imminent happening with Jack Ross
3: or Big pots fancies a, a, a go at it on mm-hmm. his own. Yep. Uh, I think he'd been working at Queen's Park, kind of holding the, the fort there before they appointed uh, Owen Coyle. And you only have to look at Kevin Thompson of recent and very own Barry Ferguson. You know, Kelty have uh, I've moved through the divisions and, you know, managers that have done well there have, have went on to, well, you, you say big, bigger things. Uh, obviously, i have got moves on the back of it, so it's a... It's a healthy club. They're in a good position, and it gives John a good chance, you know, to go and do it alone.
2: Regan Charles Cook. Um, we knew he was leaving Ross County, <clears> of course. He was the joint top Premiership scorer alongside Yakumakis um, mm. at Celtic. Um, he's gone to the Is it a Belgian team. He's gone to Belgian. Yeah. I've never. I, I can't say I've ever heard of no, them. I'm before. Bu- KAS
3: Open. They're called. I was taking my my son somewhere earlier on, and it was he brought that to my attention. He mm. couldn't pronounce the team. <laughs> like me <laughs> but I think it said that Hibs and somebody else had expressed interest yeah. in him so. I think there
2: was a fair bit of interest yeah and and well I mean, they're a Belgian top flight team right. so I guess that tells us that, that they're able to <clears throat> pay much more yeah. than the clubs in Scotland they, I mean I would have thought the the Aberdeen and Hibs of this world would have been looking at Regan Charles Cook and definitely. thinking you know
3: definitely yeah. you know he's, he's had a fantastic season and when you're scoring goals people sit up and take notice and you know, I'm not surprised to see him get a move, uh, and maybe the fact that we don't really know much about the Belgian side doesn't mean anything no. at all. As you say, there might be money behind it. There, there, ov- there obviously is. Mm. You know, when he's got a good move on the on the back of a, a decent
2: season for uh, Ross County. I mean, we probably didn't know much about Ostend before uh, Jack Hendry <coughs> went yeah. there, and then of course, uh, Fash and Sakala came from there, I think, to to Rangers. Um, so if you're playing in the belgian top division that probably is uh, is enough said um aberdeen have uh, made their first signing of the summer albanian international midfielder yelber ramadani uh, most recently he's been playing for mt mtk budapest signed on a 3 year deal uh, and you would imagine a lot more transfer activity to come on the way out there. At Aberdeen surely just going to happen in a matter of days because we've been talking about it for ages now. Calvin Ramsey yeah. sounds like a four million pounds deal, Ooh. and I guess Liverpool to Liverpool. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess key to all that, Simon, is what you get on a, in terms of add-ons, isn't it? What yeah. you're going to get for, for if he turns out for the Liverpool first team, if he plays for Scotland, all that sort of stuff, which can then rack up to a decent deal.
3: Yeah, definitely. If they're, if they're doing the uh, their due diligence with that one that's exactly what you would do I think uh, Andy Robertson was on similar stuff when he moved from Dundee United to Hull mm-hmm. and then obviously the club benefited when he moved to Liverpool further down the line so I think that would be correct you know what a, what a move for the kid you know mm. if he's only kind of brought to my attention this year I think I covered one of the under 21 games at the start of the season I think it was against Turkey uh, and, and Calvin was playing and you know what a rise <clears throat> to get his move to Liverpool.
2: Yeah, I mean, before, prior to last season, uh, we really didn't know too much about him, but he, no. he came and played regularly, very good. He was Aberdeen's best player most weeks, to be honest, in yeah. the first half of the season until he got no, it was injured. No, a, a great
3: move for him. And, and, and listen, we're sitting here talking about Scotland for the majority mm. of the show. He might be another one that bursts oh, onto I think that so. scene.
2: I think so. You know, very yeah.
3: soon. So yeah. again, we seem to be quite strong in that mm. fullback area. You know, that mm. kind of uh, right back or left back be good if we could have a few strikers coming through Aye. from youth. That would be nice.
2: Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're good at selling right backs to Merseyside <laughs> uh, by the looks of it. Nathan Patterson to Everton. Calvin Ramsey, uh, only a matter of time uh, before that deal is over the line, I think. Aberdeen to uh, Liverpool. Celtic uh, are reportedly interested in Benji Seagreest of Dundee United. That would not be a great surprise. Um, I would have thought lots of clubs. I mean, obviously, if Celtic are interested, then others will drop out. But I would have thought quite a lot of teams would have would have been eyeing him because yes, he's, he's he's looked great for for a number of the seasons. Yeah, now.
3: I, I kind of thought the, the season previous. Obviously, they went out and got Joe Hart. But I'd, I'd kind of mentioned this this guy last year. You know, if there was mm. anybody in the division that Celtic would be looking at, and I thought he was certainly when Celtic were playing them, he was very good. Uh, so he now seems to have popped up in Celtic's radar. It will obviously be a cover to Joe Hart who's had mm. a great season and he'll want to have the, the number one jersey again mm. but yeah, I think that would be a good bit of business for Celtic. That
2: would probably be the only thing that would go against it for Seagreist because he'd, he'd, want to, he'd want to play. He's yeah. 30. Uh, he'd want to keep on, on I mean, playing. That, but, Champions League, but then,
3: they're in, yeah. in the group stages. There's going to be a lot of games next year. You and, look a, at,
2: and a big pay packet.
3: And <laughs> a big pay packet and you're going to Celtic. You mm. know, it's And you never know what's... I mean, Joe Hart picks up an injury you could be straight in there so mm. I, I think it's a good move for him.
2: So that's a possibility Seagrees to Celtic. Uh a possibility for Rangers is to uh firm up uh the loan deal they had with the American midfielder James Sands uh, around about 4.7 million I think is is the fee. The question I would have I guess um it might just come down to how many midfielders mm-hmm. they have uh, for next season he's already not, there how many might be leaving.
3: Correct me if I'm wrong he's not played he's not featured a great deal no, has he? Since no, he came in. No. I, I mean, I can't, I've i not really seen a lot no. of, of the lad. Bits and pieces, uh, and, and he and he looks to me just a tidy player who keeps yeah. the ball quite well. but, he, but Which he's isn't not, a bad trait. No, it's indeed. not a bad trait. Indeed. But uh, I haven't seen enough of him. Mm. 4.7 4. million. You know, the, the guys at Rangers will know better than us two. You know, Gio mm. have been working with the, the guy. He'll, he'll determine if there's a future at Rangers for him.
2: Yeah. Uh, a couple of other... Uh, Deals happening elsewhere. Further afield, Luca Modric has signed a new uh, one-year extension with Real Madrid. Very soon. L- love watching
3: him play. Oh, brilliant. brilliant, brilliant. There's a few of that team that are just. I mean, Gareth yeah. Bale racked up their fifth yeah. Champions League medal the other day. It's ridiculous. Uh, but he seems to very similar to Benzema. They seem to be rolling back the clock. You know, the older that they get, they're just mm. turning time back. It's the performances that they're putting in. These guys are top, top players and. Yeah, I think it will be 37 when when his contract expires now. Mm.
2: And there's talk of Sadio Mane going from Liverpool to Bayern Munich. 30 million quid is the offer, but I think Liverpool wanting 50, 50 million euros it is, which is 42 million pounds, um, which is the value that Bayern attached to Robert Lewandowski. So they're looking for a bit of a parallel. there both in the last year of their contract, we're in the last few seconds of the show. So just quickly, your team for tonight, Simon. Right, well, listen... It's
3: my team, but I don't think he will change the the, the back line. Gordon, obviously Patterson, I'd bring Souter in, Hanley and Robertson. I'd move McTominay into the middle of the park. I'd keep Gilmore and McGregor. And Adams up top with McGinn and Christie. Hopefully, very close to him, round about, you know, causing problems for Armenia. That would be my team, but I think he'll stick with the three.
2: Yeah. Good to have you on the show. Cheers, good to see you. Thanks, Simon. And uh, we will be back tomorrow night, hope, hopefully looking back on a Scotland win live at five.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's
0: go, go. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley We're bringing you everything Toyota Backed by first class service So come and meet the team And view the stunning new Toyota range All available with up to 10 year warranty Including the all new Igo Cross And new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyota's too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians and specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.